0: sitting here in front of my son again we did a, the last particular season which was the gen z season which he really came strong with his own personal view and now we're here in the truth is love season michael jabron sky burr is that okay to say
1: yeah okay <laughs> is that your name yeah. yeah
0: you move from michael to jabron now yeah i'd like to introduce you to jabron burr
1: hello nice to meet you
0: so we're on the airwaves that's what this is called whatever they are podcasty waves right we're in a conversation yeah i'm gonna tee it right off to you truth is love we've been through so much in the last 90 days you and me our family life i wouldn't even know where to start where do you think we should start
1: well it really depends on what we're talking about what Narrative Are we bringing truth is love into this? I agree with that. So I would like yours.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'd like your version of it if I could. Yeah, that'd be amazing.
1: Well, I know that with a lot of things going on and a lot of people being different and part of finding a religion and finding a certain spirituality or even deciding to be a better person and have better friends or have better family, there's an awareness that you find of what other people are like. The more good you are, whether that's in the light of God or in your own goodness or in your faith's goodness, whatever that might be, you're going to notice what's not good. And one of the things that I've really started to understand with Truth is Love is when you're dealing with those situations and you're dealing with those people, it's better to be honest and to call them out on it because if that person, let's say, is really dark and they're gone and they're dangerous and it's bad, then what's gonna happen is you're gonna wanna leave, right? You're gonna feel that. You're gonna be like, okay, this is way too much, goodbye. And that is a thing but what about the people that aren't that bad they're bad but they're still human enough that you know you might still interact with them those are the people that it's better to be honest with them not to try and make them feel good because of society or whatever because maybe by calling them out on those bad things that'll actually bring awareness to it so to me that has been a really big truth is love of not only just being truth in general, but really being truth specifically, even when it's not something that that person might like to hear.
0: So wait, let me get this straight. So are you saying like we're discerning now, but then we have these kind of fringe relationships is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. And then with those fringe relationships, we kind of owe it to ourselves to be truth is love even more. So we take the risk to be kind of brutally honest with them. That's where we're at right now, right? right I love that yeah exactly like if you're gonna take on new friends and we don't know if they're gonna be good for us or not
1: it's not just friends though I just mean in general when there's truth is love in general you have to be truthful in uncomfortable situations is what I mean like whether it's friend colleague family member like you need to call people out on their bad stuff or they're not gonna know and that is one of the examples of truth of love that I learned of is like... I love that. I'm not cool with you, you know? Are you not, comfortable not with I'm not cool that with you, but like, know, that's I what know. you say to somebody. <laughs> no, exactly.
0: How are you with your comfort zone on that yet? Because I actually did a, a podcast with Josh, and we did a kind of a similar conversation on that, right? What radical truth and radical lies we talked about. Radical truth is what we're talking about here. I believe that that should be a reoccurring conversation on the truth is love. Podcast series: Radical Truth: Have the courage to tell your truth and to ask for others to tell you the same. to have the truth, for your soul. Right? I love this. I believe in this with all my heart, or I wouldn't be doing that. So now you just kind of painted a picture of like what it looks like for us day-to day. I actually just did this at the bar the other day. There was a neighbor of mine who has been like a train wreck hiring like companions. But I've talking to him for like a year and a half. I go and visit with him. He's like, oh, the last companion I just you know hired. She punched herself in the eye and called the police on me and said all these crazy things, right? I had a moment there where I was just like, am I just gonna entertain this guy again and kind of like let him be him? Or am I gonna say my truth? And this was after the baptism, right? And I had to say my truth, like you're saying. I had to like look at him and go, bro, you're like spiritually crazy, lost, okay? And you've reached rock bottom. And I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah, and they're going to be delusional if you don't awaken that to them. I mean, we have a situation where people just get so stuck in their dilemmas that their mind just completely kind of closes and what things mean. And if truth is love, it's kind of like a situation too where like, you know, let's say in a long distance relationship, or you know, let's say somebody falls in love with somebody else or whatever, people always make the argument, if you love them, let them go. Well, if you love them- Tell them the tell truth. Tell them the truth, yeah. That's it, man. Yeah. Yeah. that's all I'm saying. Tell them the freaking truth. Right, because otherwise they're not gonna know. They're
0: not. Because won't know. That's like my one thing I'm just thinking to myself, as souls, I'm thinking like a soul right now. Like soul person. I'm like, you know what my soul wants? Just a heck a lot of a truth. Give me some truth. And everything from there, I'll figure out. And so to your point exactly.
1: Because nobody likes lies. Who likes lies? Nobody likes lies. Can we talk about that for a second?
0: Yeah. Tell me about lies. What do you think about lies? What does lies feel like to you? Tell me about lies. Because I've lived with some lies lately. And I'd love to hear your freaking opinion about freaking lies.
1: Well, When I think of lies, it reminds me of something that a pastor or a priest, um, I'm still getting used to the terminologies, but the speaker. He talked a lot about James, which is, I believe, Jesus's brother, who kind of comes in later. And the way that James comes in is he really comes in kind of like, hey, you need to live up to what it means to be, not just a child of God, but a disciple, you know? Like if you're gonna claim this connection and claim this father to sonhood, you have to live up to certain expectations. So the speaker wanted to kind of emphasis that. And one of the things that he talked about was wisdom. And wisdom is so crucial. You know, wisdom in a lot of ways is tied to truth. And what he talked about is he talked about holy wisdom, and demonic wisdom, which in other terminology, you know, unbiblomatic we could say good wisdom and bad wisdom.
0: I never thought of there as a version of bad wisdom, but now I'm hearing you say this there and is. I'm like, whoa, holy shit, there's a bad version of wisdom.
1: Yeah, there is. And when he talks about it, he compares it mostly to desires in certain things. Like good wisdom is going to be higher thinking. It's going to be more of you know you're focused on what's the right thing to do under God, what's the right thing to do for your family, certain things like that. And the bad wisdom is basically being focused on material things, women, you know, all these different things. And the way he was emphasizing it reminded me of lies because lies are something that only comes through with bad wisdom. It only comes through when you're focused on material Yes, when you're only focused on the certain things that aren't of importance. I wish I could explain where that ties into wisdom better to really paint a better picture. But I guess the best way to think about it, if I can puzzle something together, is wisdom is how you use your knowledge. So whatever you're focused on is how you're going to use your knowledge. And your wisdom is going to basically not only be what you know, but your idea of what might be right or what might be something that you do in this life. And so lies come from bad wisdom. That's how that is. And that's why nobody likes it because everybody innately can feel that it's bad wisdom. Wow, that's like a fucking breakthrough. You're gonna have thoughts and you gotta be able to just be like, yo, that's bad wisdom. I don't listen to that.
0: That's badass, son. I don't think you could have painted that picture and brought it <laughs> into radar any more than you did,
1: right? Bad
0: wisdom is where lies come from. Never had that moment happen for me, to be honest, ever. But now I get it. Exactly, like, what's the space? And one of the last podcasts I was telling you, I think you would like it was with Josh, was how do we get here? And that was kind of like, you ask yourself why you made the lives. So how do we get here, episode before this, Kind of falls in suit with this of bad wisdom is how we got here yeah. so then let me ask you this i don't think i've ever asked anybody this how do you feel when someone lies to you in the moments you've been lied to in personal relationship intimate parents whatever version you can can you explain the feeling of what it feels like to be lied to
1: i think not only do truths or lies come through with the wisdom that you're focused on? But the way that you receive lies or truths are also going to have different responses based off of your wisdom. So at times, if you're more in a material way, you're going to think that this lying is a lack of trust or it's a lack of respect. Trust can go in the middle. Trust can go in the middle of good or bad because trust could also be family. It could be real true trust. So that one I won't say, but a good example was basically respect, right? You're going to think, oh, they don't respect me. Why are they lying to me? I'm Mr. Big Man and that's ego and ego is bad wisdom, right? So, It's hard to really think on those past examples only because I am so different now, you know? I'm not who I was. Right, exactly. My wisdom's different. As
0: you were just saying that, I was like, yeah, most of what I'm just now learning is that the lies that I was reconciling with. it
1: sucks either way, (laughs) lies do. It
0: sucks either way, they do suck, right? But you're right, I'm getting it too. I was dealing with them in the place of my ego. But let's just go with that, right? So there's one bucket. What do lies feel like when you're in your ego? right? And we all know that can just be gutting and assaulting and rotten, right? So there's that, that. So then what do lies look like when we're not? And there you go.
1: I feel like it's kind of a rough word, but oh. the first word that I thought of was pity. Pity. <laughs> it was. It was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> That's an awesome word. Yeah.
0: That is. You're like, you pity the person who lies to you, when you're not in your ego and there's no reason to lie to you, yeah, and they do.
1: Because you're love, and you have good wisdom, so you Uh,
0: just feel bad. Okay, everyone, let's just share that moment. I think that's a real truth. And this is the Truth of Love series. This is exactly why we're doing this. We're trying to get to those places, right? I think my son here tonight is really helping us get over the mountain we got a lot more work to do, and we got a lot behind us and a lot ahead of us. But yeah, son, I think you really helped us get somewhere (laughs) with all that, you know what I mean? I hope so. I really did. Okay, so let's think about the next thing. I'm going to bring it back to the Josh podcast I did before, right? We were like, do we know what we want when we're asking for love? And so we landed on, he had no idea what he wanted in a relationship. He just would take whatever's thrown at them.
1: Ooh, yeah, ooh, I got this, I got okay, this. Drop okay, drop it, drop it like it's hot. okay, take it in there. Bad wisdom, you want traits. You want somebody that does this or does this. You have expectations, bad wisdom, expectations of somebody that you want to be your partner. Good wisdom is feelings that you want to have from your partner, feelings that you want to have with your partner. And... That's why relationships get so messy is because certain people, and I guess we, but I don't want to assume anybody or anything. You know, I don't want to include people who maybe don't feel that way. But a lot of times and human species with brains and all that. With brains. With brains. And all that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. (laughs) No, keep it going. But it tends to be an issue when traits from bad wisdom tend to get tied to feelings of good wisdom because sometimes people and longer relationships particularly can change their frequency of what wisdom they're functioning at.
0: It sounds like you're saying like when things get dark, is that what you're saying? Cause there's like a tie. It's like it's sacred still. It can be, but it could get dark. It sounds yeah, like it
1: can be, it can be both ways, but in this kind of particular way, That could be something where originally you have just this feeling and you're good and you're focused on things that are above material and then if you do become bad wisdom and you become focused on material and you become reliant on your partner, you're going to start to look for material things like traits to... Explain exactly why you got those feelings or what that attachment really means. Sometimes,
0: like, this is a very delicious conversation. It can really go on like for hours, right? And so, I'm going to go ahead and like guide us in that fact, okay? We're not going to do bad wisdom, we're going to move to good wisdom, okay? But I love this. I mean, this is new and I think it's new to a lot of people, Jabron. I think you he really helped a lot of other people kind of take on a new version because. Most of the time we don't think our bad judgment our self-sabotaging is bad wisdom. We don't use the word wisdom. So you just anchored that in for us. Our bad wisdom feels as firm sometimes as our good wisdom. That's what you just brought to us today. We feel as actualized and realized in our bad wisdom
1: because bad wisdom is still wisdom. wisdom, so it's the lie. That's what I'm saying. It's the lie because it tries to come off as wisdom, and, and wisdom so is wise, good. right? I mean, I,
0: I swear to God, I know bad wisdom now. Now that I've had this conversation with you, I'm like, geez, that explains a whole hell of a lot of why, like, I scream myself in the mirror and think I know what I'm doing—kind of bad wisdom versus good wisdom—and that's kind of why we chose a level of devotion with Christ to make sure that we knew that we were able to check in with who we wanted to and we, who we felt was our right, righteous connection to know when we were maybe mishapping because I didn't know if I had a program, right? So I'm not trying to switch it to a Jesus Christ podcast, but for me, now knowing that I could exercise bad wisdom a lot, I'm glad that I have a checkpoint to kind of go, is this bad wisdom or is this good wisdom, right? But separate from that, let's go over to the next level here, which is, okay, back to truth is love, good wisdom, what do you want? What does love look like to you, Jabron Burr? What is the basics of love to you under the truth, guys, and under the actualized?
1: You know, I know that you brought up a little bit of our Christianity and what we strive to be is discipleship. So I'll start to say that more as well. I hope to be more humble about that, right? Yeah, no, it's good. No, it's good. There's no shame, that's who we are and that's how we feel. And there's no reason to limit it. I was just bringing that up in the context of, for us, we trust in God, so there's not really as much of a want, really. Because the idea is that God is going to provide for us what does better for us and what does the best for us that we can't comprehend. If you were to think of it as God can see the beginning and the end of time and in between, he sees this whole picture from heaven. We're only seeing it as we're going along. So we see such a tiny scope and on my path to discipleship and on my path in general, but way heightened with God, actually, like way heightened with God. There's times where you start to start seeing bigger pictures as you're going along of things that you thought was one thing, but you stuck with because maybe you felt it in your heart that you stick with it, or you know you did it because maybe you felt like God gave you the feelings or the knowledge or the good wisdom, the holy wisdom to pursue it. And then in the end, it makes way more sense. Like that happens all the time. It's a common element. The story unfolds that happens in so many different examples. So that's kind of the want I guess would just be trusting that if love does happen and if that kind of romantic relationship or unionship does happen, it's already going to be the best that it's ever going to be because we're trusting in the Lord to bring it to us. And that's the want is for the Lord to bring it to us. (laughs) That's so cool, man.
0: (laughs) I'm thinking the word anointing. That's what everybody says. That's the kind of word, right? So... With that, you're saying like the relationship I want is the one that the Lord anoints for me and makes me feel the best of me and lets me be the best for her and lets us all be the best of thee. I want the relationship that the Lord assigns. Right. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Me too. (laughs) You know, one thought that I just had as well is if I was to say it in a different way, I think the best thing that comes from the right relationship and the good wisdom and that is anointed is experience.
0: Okay, bring a word. Yeah, come on, man. You know me. Okay. Yeah, I had to bring, yeah, some bring word, one word. Right? Okay, experience.
1: It's experiencing things of life, things that God gave us to experience here that we can't do with anybody but that unionship and that partner.
0: Interesting, okay, so now that you gave the word, experience, like I yeah. wanna do that, like okay, let's do experience in and let's do experience out. What does experience out for you look like? Like how are you gonna match your partner with your experience? If you're asking that for you, tell us how you're gonna give them that same exact thing.
1: I think it really depends on how the personalities work together and on the specific relationship. But I know a common way to look at a question like that is, is there a masculinity in the relationship? Is there a femininity in the relationship? Are there two femininities, two masculinities? Because I think the give is whichever one you resonate with. Even if it's two femininities, Everyone loves wisdom. Well, I guess wisdom. I was going to say women, but... Yeah, well, <laughs> but, both, you know, both, both, both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go hand in hand, hand, in hand. Yeah, <laughs> they surely do. So the idea is just being able to have experience with that femininity for me as a man is an experience that I can't get from anything else. And hopefully to my partner that's anointed, you know, if it's anointed, you know, certain parts of my masculinity will really show fruit in that relationship and will really be something that can make her comfortable and make her feel different things than what she could feel with any other person in her life. That's really what it's about is just feeling something that you can't feel. And that comes through with femininity and masculinity. And that also Comes through with just having a friend that you can trust massively more than anybody else. Like you can have best friends, but a wife is a wife. It's hardcore, especially to a disciple, especially to somebody of faith. It is hardcore. And there's a unionship to that. There's a unionship that you can't get anywhere else. So for me, and what I would want to give. It would really just to be able to give her the experience of being in union with a partner of life, the way it's meant to be, the way God intended, and to be two as one, to be better than just two by themselves.
0: So you think actually one plus one equals three?
1: Well, yes. And I see where you came up with that, but I think one plus one equals three because when you get married, you're actually joining with God in that marriage. So one plus one really does become three, especially, again, as, you know, to a disciple. Because the idea is you have your relationship with God. She has her relationship with God, hopefully. But, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be. That's to that person's own, you know. But for me, I would need her to have that relationship with God. And once both of the partners come together and they union, basically it becomes the two and God. It becomes the three in a marriage.
0: Well, okay. I mean, I'm right here with you on that. And that actually that isn't dead. I mean, you're like a very young man. Do you really think that everybody really believes that anybody can fall in love and live happily ever after?
1: No, I know that there are a lot of people that haven't met their match Maybe there's a lot of people that have lived a very large part of their life or, you know, they got into a situation where they were with their partner for a long time and then now they don't know how they feel about their partner. I know that there is uncertainty of whether or not someone is gonna find a partner. You no, know, you're being
0: modest, right? Like seriously, right? Like shit show. Relationship shit show. It's so many people are struggling on so many levels. Yeah. Is there really such a thing in your mind It's the ultimate union under God? And that we find each other and we're like soulmates? We're... Yeah, soulmates.
1: And stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's a thing. Whether or not everybody's gonna find it, but it's different. But <laughs> Okay, so talk to us about that. That sounds fun. What do you think about soulmates, man? Bring this. Well, when I think about soulmates, I like to think about Genesis. Because in Genesis, it talks about throughout the days, God basically was like, Hey, I made this good. I made this good. I made this good. I made this good. And he created the planets. He created the universe. He created the light. He created the oceans. He created the, the animals and the, the marine animals. And you know, he created so many different things. And he said that they were all good. And the one thing that he was like, uh, I don't know, was when he realized there was one human being that there was one man or a woman. I think it started out with a man. I don't know exactly sex-wise, but that's why he created that second person. That's why he created that second being was because he wanted two people to come together in that unionship. So I like to believe in that. I like to believe in that original place.
0: Uh, I want to just say that's a really deep breath for me. Like the truth is love series. it takes two of us people, doesn't it? That's what you're saying. Like God created a greater love for more than one person to have, and they need to have it with another person. Is that fair to say? We can all be self actualized and be whatever, right? But the kind of deep love you're talking about, I mean maybe I misunderstood what you're saying, but what I got from you saying is that that was the realization that. God realized we need unity. Yeah. We need to be together. Like we need to feel understood and be apart. We need to be connected. We need to be loving. We need to be cherished. We, you know, this is where my remember devotion stuff comes from, right? Right. And so I feel like what you just came from that was like a total epitome of the example of, to the answer to my question is, love looks like, God created Adam and Eve, you know what I mean? Like he knew that Adam couldn't just be down here on his own acting like life was great even if he liked the flowers.
1: When I say that, I don't want to add this kind of expectation or this idea that you have to have this partner because ultimately the best way to be is to not desire too much. I agree with you. So when you talk about back then and you talk about now, back then shows how sacred and how true a husband and a wife can be. And for a lot of examples that maybe we just don't know about because we don't know them, it really is. And there is that special unionship between that special love. But there is actually another side where God was also making a point of humanity coming together in a unity that doesn't necessarily have to only be romantic is what I wanted to add. I like that. He knew that people have to be together. As you said, if we have more than what we are by ourselves, God intended for us to come together to be our best selves. And that's not always going to be romantic, and that doesn't always have to be. But I do believe that the most sacred example of that does come down to when it is that unionship of that marriage. And whether that be man, woman, or man, man, woman, woman, you know, I don't wanna also add any ties to just man and woman. I think there's exactly. sacred stuff to femininity and masculinity, but ultimately love is love.
0: And I love that you say that because as, as recent Christians, we're not gonna say, "Hey, oh, we're not gonna celebrate homosexuality or we're not gonna celebrate people finding what they're, if they're the masculine or the feminine, whatever their gender is. And so my son is just saying the same thing. He's like, yeah, I'm glad you shared our Christianity, but it also doesn't mean that we're buying into the entire storyline of other Christians, right? Right. Like we believe in humans. Right. If you're the feminine and you're the masculine and whatever gender you are, that's who we're talking about right now. Right. Yeah. Okay, go back to the question though then. What do you want?
1: What do I want? Yeah. With a relationship, positive, kind of thing? yeah, or like, like
0: the positive wisdom or whatever, positive in that wisdom, way. yeah. What are the baseline of what you think would make a truthful, loving, sustainable relationship in your
1: life? Got it. Okay, so I'll give my example, and then I'll give a different example for those who might feel different or might be in a different place than I am. To me, all of that and all of its glory and all of the focus goes to God. Everything that is my want to be, I know that God knows more than me. I have no idea what to do, how to be, who to be with to be the best me that could ever exist. Period. And in my faith, my want is to be a good enough person and listen to God and stay in the good wisdom, stay in the holy wisdom and live and righteousness, and live in discipleship, and live in faith and sincerity, and I know that I'll I'll be my best, and it'll be, and maybe I'll have the, the relationship. And the rest will play out, is yes, how that looks, right? The rest, the rest will just play out, and it'll be beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So, on the other side, though.
0: That doesn't sound like a hard job, actually, just to bring that back to, into the center, right? Like, if that's your point of view, right? And everybody else is trying to find love and we're just talking to the whole world, billions of people who are trying to find love, you just made it sound terribly simple. <laughs> and I'm not talking about it from a religious level or a spiritual level, but it does sound very simple when you say it that way. Be my best self, believe in a higher power, whatever higher power your, your higher power is, right? That is going to bring you your perfect person.
1: Right, but when you do say that, I do have to add, I respect other cultures, I respect any religion, but I have to give the glory to my God. Yeah. Is God, the Father of Jesus? That's me too. To me, is the only God. I'm glad we And there is up. no wishy-washiness mm-hmm. in faith. There you go. Whether it be a different God, I will not judge. It's totally groovy. But there is no wishy-washiness of this God or this <laughs> God. It's like God. I, I threw it out God. there.
0: I threw it out there just to see, like, where we yeah. go with it, right? Maybe that's where we stand with that, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, okay. So then within that. Let's call us believers. We believe our person is going to be delivered to us, and the more we master ourselves, the more our person is going to be mastered, delivered, or delivered to us. Do you think, or what? The do you way
1: think? I see it is, if I am in the right wisdom, in the way that people like to make a picture of kind of what it means to have faith, is they call it the faith walk because it's a path right it's walking with Christ and walking with your faith and going in the direction that is towards the ultimate eternal life with God even though the eternal life is now and you know the relationship is now and after death is really just a continuation of it there's still a path for that eternal life and yes. for that relationship. There's
0: a path. And you can fuck it up, by the way. Yes. Use the Jesus language. I'm gonna say it. we're humans here and we're Christians or whatever. You can fuck up the path.
1: Yeah. Believing is important, but you know, there is certain points to that. So as long as I stay on the path, I will be the best person that I am.
0: Okay, so that's great. But as a journalist I'm gonna pretend like I'm a journalist. And so now I'm gonna cut past all the faith and all the other stuff and I'm yeah. gonna say what do you want, son?
1: Well, that's it. There's no want of a that's relationship. That's a good one, and I think you, know? you have
0: it nailed. I think that was a beautiful explanation. One of the things I think I said for the last one was I would like accountability. I'd like a person to be really accountable, that I could look at them in the eyes and know that they're really not a liar. They're not a fraud. They're yeah. not an imposter. I agree with you entirely with what you just shared, and I don't want to push you on it, but it's also a story here. What other human characteristics make you happy? If you thought about God delivering you the perfect man, truth is
1: love. Well, as I said, yeah. I'm actually not attached I to having not, any I kind of partner. Awesome. I know you're
0: not. Or whatever, a dog or a cat or a bird <laughs> or whatever. Like, what are the things that would make you feel loved? I guess is what I'm saying. From whatever being came to you, how do you experience love? What could God know to give you so that you felt
1: loved? Take your time. Transparency, I think. (laughs) I think when it comes to partners and when it comes to really, really true love, I think if the other person isn't completely true to who they are and they aren't in their complete state of not necessarily righteousness, but purity, just really... True to them. They're not trying to be somebody else. They're true to them. I feel like that would be something that could really come through as love ultimately because that's where true unity comes from. Because if you're unified and you're not transparent, then are you unified? Or is it like water, clear water, pure water is going to form covalently? with other water. But if you got this like murky, salty water that combines, the salt in the water is not gonna combine as perfectly. You know, you're gonna have salt that's gonna go on both sides and it's gonna kind of move around. Brackish water, they call it, Brackish water, that's exactly what they call it. It's like in an estuary even. If it's fresh water and salt water that come together, that doesn't make it fresh water or salt water. That makes it an estuary. Do you want your relationship to be an estuary or do you want your relationship to be an entirely new ocean, let's say? Like, let's say it's saltwater and saltwater, even though I said the whole brackish thing. So actually we'll say freshwater and freshwater. Let's say a lake and a lake through a river. If the river stops flowing, it's a giant lake. Like it's not a different thing. And that's the thing that's so important is to be able to create something that's truly together enough to still be what it was, separate, but just a much bigger, greater version.
0: Do you consider yourself a romantic? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. I think I do too, right?
1: Yeah. Romantic isn't always kiss here, hug here. You know, romantic is also just artistic. It's being able to use words in certain ways and, and being almost witty and creative, you know, romantic can be a little bit of a, like a personality trait. That's not just having to do with love, not just having to do with partnership or even romance, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So that is something to consider as well.
0: So I think we're probably, we're on 45 minutes, which I've never been into the timing thing, but been a delightful conversation. Yeah. You think you got something you might just drop, like a mic drop kind of moment, or do you feel that of like, truth is love. Truth is love. Is there anything else that resonates with you at the moment and what you might be able to share on how that hits you? Like how that lands on you? What you want other people to understand what that might look like? I think you shared eloquently all through the night as to.
1: Well, here's a struggle that I've had. I get this job. At first, it's like I'm there, I'm new, everything's cool with the coworkers, it's great. But after a while, they always get annoyed with me. And you wanna know why? Is it because I'm annoying? I don't know, maybe. But I've noticed that I always come to this idea that sharing what's going on, your perspective, maybe what happened, is good. You know, I always end up overly sharing what's going on in my experience at the workforce. And I always was like, why do I do that? Or why are people so against that? And I realized it's because a lot of people are so in their own circle and on their own kind of zone, which isn't always a bad thing, but it becomes more of a bad thing when you're not realizing that we're all working together. And truth is love in the sense that you have to be truthful and truthful can also be open. Truthful can also just be being open because it's not necessarily that you're not lying. It's not necessarily that you're not lying. It's that you're transparent so that not only do other people properly understand you and they recognize you and they feel you and they can learn about you, but then they can also grow with you. You can't expect two people to properly understand one another and to properly grow with each other when it's all about traits or you do this or you do that. It really has to be about this transparency and honesty and really overly explaining yourself to other people and really learning to be okay and comfortable and ready to listen because if you want to think about it one way love is being willing to take your time and genuine honesty to listen to another person when they're transparent with you
0: it's one of the most loving acts yeah
1: it's one of the most loving acts being able to sit there would normally feel like a lecture and composing yourself enough And not just like sit there and just hear.
0: I could paint that picture with somebody looking at me with almost tears in their eyes and gleaming at me, listening to me going, oh my God, you're so understood right now and I love you. I can see those eyeballs.
1: So truth is love is just figuring out how to relieve ego and how do you relieve ego? You be transparent.
0: Transparency is all, that's everything. Transparency is everything. Transparency is the shit. That's it. I mean, you're right. You dropped that one. Yeah. We did. We got dug in even outside of all the rest, right? Yeah. Transparency. It's honestly the name of the episode. Transparency. Yeah. That's truth. That's, That's truth. love. And how do you expect people to understand you? How do you expect people to go to the good wisdom with you, a bad wisdom with you, everything? Transparency gives everyone a chance to love you if you're transparent.
1: And then they don't just love a way that you were. Which means you can change and everything would still be cool. (laughs) Exactly.
0: They love your transparency. Yeah. Wow. That feels really good. I got nothing to add to this podcast.
1: I want to add one last thing. (laughs) That makes me happy. (laughs) Go ahead. And the one last thing would be always be wise and always remember the good wisdom. Are you focused on things more than yourself? Are you focused... On being loved? Are you focused on listening out of love to family members, friends, colleagues, partners, other humans, anyone? Really being in the good wisdom and being the best that, not even just the best you can be in ego, but really truly the best you can be. And I think everybody actually knows what that means. So you just got to really be able to push yourself and I need to push myself to live up to that. And Aside from that, the one thing that I do want to add as well is it's also important in wisdom to know when there are things that are against you because that does exist. And I just want to add that is transparency is so, so, so crucial when it's love. And it can help humans that are condemned by bad wisdom. But if you believe in bad things Mm -hmm. and people who are gone, and you will know the better wisdom that you are and the better love that you are through religion or through humanity, you will know when there are people who are so clouded that you just leave. I want that to be said as well, is that does exist and it is something to really be mindful of and to be strong enough And even to not feel like you have to exercise anything, if you feel that, the biggest defense is, hey, I have somewhere I have to be, bye.
0: Exit stage left. Just get yourself out of there. If
1: you have to say something, you don't need to try and make conversation. Do not force anything. Truth is love, just bye. And sometimes you can just walk away and not exercise anything of theirs. That's theirs and you just need to focus on yours.
0: You're so good at that, Brown.
1: And your good wisdom, and in your light, and in your love, and in your journey, and what's right for you. And find the other people who are in the good wisdom as well and listen to them when they are transparent. And trust your heart, first and foremost. Heal your heart, open your heart, and then learn to trust your heart. Learn how to be wise, learn how to recognize who you can trust. And as soon as your heart knows, do not be afraid to let yourself love those who are in your best interest and who they have you in their best interest. That to me, you know, that God brought into your life for that purpose. Yeah,
0: it's a beautiful love. I'm gonna celebrate with you right now, right? Like I get that. I'm gonna hug and embrace. They're gonna embrace me. I'm gonna be stoked that we have each other, right? Like it's good. Yeah, we get to live here in this life and really feel fucking loved, right? And know that these people have our best interests in mind and celebrate it and tell them it, you know, unabashedly. Right. We should not be modest about love. I think you know.
1: Oh, and one thing too, is love doesn't necessarily mean honeymoon either. And that's something to to remember too.
0: Yeah, exactly. It takes time and love can take years, months, or moments or whatever, right? Like we don't need to make love a chapter or a season.
1: If your heart doesn't know what love is supposed to feel like, the best way to be love and to have love and to find love is to be willing to do things for the other person in their best interest. Because that feeling of wanting to support them, that is love. And it's okay to recognize that as being love with someone or feeling love for someone. It doesn't have to be this strong emotion. It comes through in different ways for everyone. So let me ask you about this then.
0: then. One of the things I've you know, found through my little love tragedies and you know whatever is, you have to heal the love. The lack of your healing kind of distance you from the depth of your love. Do you think or no? Is that just me? Right, Because it feels like healing and being loved and loving fully are all kind of one of the same healing. What do you think about healing and love and truth is love?
1: If you have a busted kneecap, of course it's going to be harder to walk. <laughs> you think? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Common sense, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about limitations. It's not as much of a this to that as it might seem. It's not so much about, oh, you have a broken heart so you can't love. An open broken heart can still love. As much as anything, right? It depends on the person and it depends on the context that you're looking at it. Because there can be scarring and there can be pain and there can be history and there can be a broken heart. But if somebody is truly focused only on that love and is focused only on the good wisdom, that's not going to limit them. So therefore, that broken heart will not be more limited than a non-broken heart. But the thing is, when you're in a healing process where the brokenness is actually limiting you, it's changing your mannerisms, it's changing the way you interact, it's changing your perspective towards love or towards your relationship or towards what you're using it for, that is when a broken heart or a heart might need to heal before it can love as much as a non-broken heart is because non-broken hearts obviously aren't gonna have the limitations. Broken hearts have history. It really depends on the way that it works with the soul, with the heart and with the mind of each person of whether or not that's limiting them in a way that they need to heal first.
0: I think that's beautiful. I could riff on that in a million different ways, but I'm not gonna, I think we did what we need to do here tonight, son. Yeah. I love you. You brought a lot to the table here. I really got from us, there's just no summary. This might be the end of the conversation. Did you have anything else left to add?
1: Hashtag?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I a hashtag at the end, that's perfect, yeah.
1: B- Love.
0: I love you. That's been my hashtag. You can't even believe it. If you I look know. at
1: it. We use that hashtag. This is that's the hashtag, I bring right? Yeah. yeah. Hashtag yeah. be love is the be end of the love. show.
0: Right. Be love. Truth is love is what I've been saying.
1: And don't freaking worry about if other people love you or not or any of that bullshit. Blah. Any of that other stuff. Yeah. Just yeah, be love and focus on yourself. And everything else follows because the first moment that you're worrying about somebody else loving you will trigger a limitation that might come across to the other person and do exactly what you didn't want it to do. So the first and foremost and something to always maintain is just be loved loved. on your own.
0: That's it, as we are, at ease. And heal yourself. And we got to heal.
1: Don't rely on others to do that. Don't wait. Until after you find a partner to do that, do that now. Now,
0: that's thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's what I'm trying to promote too. Yeah, you know I am right. Yeah. Heal now. Find all the ways, and do it for everybody that you kind of want to love, <laughs> and <laughs> want to be loved, and all the things. Healing is critical, and I believe exploring your soul is a good start. Yeah, truth is love. Truth is love. Season
1: and be honest with yourself. First and foremost, if truth is love, then be honest with yourself before anything else. Please, Lord, be honest with Ah. yourself. (laughs) Can I get a witness? Be honest with yourself. That's all you got to do. If you can't be honest with yourself, then that makes no sense because it's the ultimate checkout.
0: It's the Uh, ultimate checkout. You're yourself. Don't be delusional with yourself is what Sue Terry always used to tell me. Right, don't be delu- <laughs> You
1: have no incentive to not other than maybe not wanting to go through certain things. But once you get on the other side, it's much better. It's much better. So just be honest, be love, be groovy, let it happen, and be good.
0: There it is. All right. All right. Bam. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much. Good night. Good night. Mix messages, mix messages, mix messages, mix messages, mix messages,
1: mix messages, 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 messages.